open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit so that we may hear with joy what you have to say to us today. Amen. If you are a teacher or know a teacher, rest assured you have heard stories about school. Some stories are very sad, and some stories are very comical. Other stories are very profound. This morning, I would like to share one of my stories with you, one that, to me, was very profound and very meaningful. As some of you may recall, for several years, I was associated with a small Episcopal school in Fruitland Park. I served there as a teacher and then head of school. I fondly remember my years there, and I am grateful and thankful that God called me there to use the gifts that he had given me. One of the most wonderful activities that the students participated in during chapel was preparing for a trip into the wilderness. It was the opening activity of Lent. The students organized into five teams of three by various grade levels. The task of each team was to collaborate and negotiate with one another to identify one item that their team would take into the wilderness. Of course, this wilderness trip was absolutely hypothetical. Let me share with you the item that each team chose. The first team chose peanut butter. Okay. The second team chose potato chips. The third team chose a hoodie. The fourth team, which was all made up of young ladies, they decided to take makeup. And the last team decided to take a flashlight. All was well. They would look pretty. They would dip the potato chips into the peanut butter for breakfast. They would stay warm with the hoodie, and they would have a light to see in the darkness. Well, I guess they could see by the expression on my face that I was not happy with all of these choices. After all, it was almost the beginning of spring, and we had had chapel for over seven months already. Well, then I surprised them, and I pretended to take a phone call. It was my friend calling me, telling me that our wilderness trip was canceled. Instead, we were all going on, on a cruise to the North Pole, and that we could only take what we had already packed. Well, of course, a slight panic began to set in, and then all of the students started to complain up and down about how they were not prepared to take a cruise to the North Pole. Little did they know that this phone call was my segue to the gospel today.
This short lesson in chapel turned out to be a wonderful activity for the students about how important it is to be prepared for anything. This day, Jesus was our example. I shared the gospel of Mark with the students and spoke about the season of Lent and what it means to us. I shared with them that Lent was the time of year when we needed to consider how we can love and serve God. We focused on the life that Jesus led and on the things he did for us while he was on earth. So, of course, the kids wanted to know why Jesus would go into the wilderness if he didn't have anything with him. What was he going to do when he encountered a wild beast? What was he going to do without food and without water? And of course, my beloved little sixth grader in the back of the room spoke up and said, What? No phone? Our class discussion then centered around Jesus' purpose. The students already had an awareness that Jesus was human as well as divine. At Christmas time, we had talked about Jesus' birth narrative and about Mary and Joseph and Elizabeth and Zechariah. So, as best as they were able, there was an understanding about the divine nature of Jesus. As the kids discovered, Jesus needed to go into the wilderness to prepare his heart for ministry. Another purpose that the students discovered was that Jesus needed to experience the good things in life, like his baptism, and then the difficult things, like being in the wilderness with nothing. They knew that Satan came to tempt Jesus with worldly things. Jesus did not give in. He knew he had to suffer in order to save us and comfort us. Jesus used this time in the wilderness to get ready for what was coming. Of course, this led up to a discussion about honoring Lent and what we might give up. We made a list on the board of the things that we loved. Well, the first one, of course, it was peanut butter. The second was, one more time, chips. Followed by telephones, video games, bikes. And one boy from a family of eight said that he would even give up his little sister. Well, I ran out of room on the whiteboard with the, the list of, of, of favorite things, or what, what to, to, to give up. And um, not one student, though, really wanted to give anything up that was on the list, not even the little sister. I realized that giving up something for my students was not going to happen. So I switched gears. Now my approach had to be different. So as a group, we decided that instead of giving up something individually, we would take on something as a whole school. Boy, was I surprised with what they came up with. Well, our school campus and our classrooms and our whiteboards were never as clean as during that Lent. 
William Barclay writes, suppose a lad is a football player. Suppose he's doing well on the second team, showing real signs of promise. What will the team manager do? He certainly will not send him out to play for the third team, in which he would walk through the game and never break a sweat. The manager will send him out to play on the first team, where he will be, able, he will be tested as he never was before and have the chance to prove himself. This is what temptation is meant to do, to enable us to prove our personhood and to emerge stronger from the fight. As we see in our gospel this morning, the essence of the temptation story is to prepare Jesus for what lies ahead. Our lesson is this, that we need to be prepared for what is coming. And what is coming is a tearful but joyful story of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Think of the wilderness. Where did Jesus get his strength? How did Jesus survive the harsh conditions? How did Jesus avoid the temptations? He lived on God's word and found strength in the will of his Father. Not on his own, but the will of God. Jesus overcame temptation by the grace and strength that was given to him in baptism. He wanted to please his Father, and he trusted that God would give him the strength that he needed to overcome anything that stood in his way. As written in Luke, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus did not need to fight temptation all alone. God was with him. As written in Hebrews, Jesus came to overthrow the evil one who held us captive to sin and death. One author states that Jesus' victory over sin and death, one for us not only pardon of our sins, but adoption as sons and daughters of God. So it is with us, this, as children of God, that we prepare for what is to come through our joy and through our temptations. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.